When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Relationship Theory. I'm your co-host, Tom Bilyeu, and I am here with the most amazing woman I've ever met in my life, Elizabeth Bilyeu. Sup, Bilyeu. What's up, homie? All right, so today we're going to be talking about comparison. Now they say that comparison is the thief of joy, (laughs) which I actually agree with for the most part, Mm. though I think there can be times where it's a good kick in the ass. Uh, But we've got some questions that you guys have sent in and we're gonna dive right in to the ones around comparison. Yeah, let's dive right in. All right, today's first question is from Lainey Henderson. I need your help with my current relationship. My boyfriend and I are so in love. He's truly the person I want to be with for the rest of my life, but it's never going to work if I can't somehow figure out how to get over this overpowering resentment that I have. It's so bad that sometimes I just sit and cry at my desk at work. Jesus. We both have good solid jobs. However, I work around 60 plus hours a week working both my full-time job and trying to build a business on the side. I make very little money, but work so hard every day because I know one day in the future, if I work hard now, I won't have to. I love working hard, but I hate the fact that I make very little money and can barely afford my bills. My boyfriend, on the other hand, makes more than double what I make in a year and works less than 50% of the hours I do. Not to mention he has a federal job, so his retirement benefits, etc., are all 20 times better than mine will ever be. He gets weeks off at a time, all paid, and I don't get any paid leave. Lastly, I have to sit in over two-hour traffic Uh, two hours of traffic every day after work and yet his job pays for him to have a fast lane pass so he's home in less than 20 minutes he's four years older than me i'm 27 versus uh, sorry he's 27 versus 23 but i still can't manage to bite my tongue and not let this building resentment get to me i've opened up and explained my feelings but he responds the same way every time he insists that he works full-time too and just as hard even though for a while i was literally having to keep track of his hours to prove to him he only works like 20 to 25 hours a week at best Although he tries, he just cannot comprehend why I would have this resentment. How do I handle this situation? It's the biggest and only real problem in our relationship, and I'm losing my mind, desperately looking for answers. Wow. Uh, Well, I have the answers. Let's unpack. Yeah, I have all the answers that she seeks, and it goes like this. This is the perfect example of comparison being the thief of joy. So... She can choose to do something different. So why on earth she's comparing herself to her boyfriend just because it's the person that she has proximity to, that she has a relationship with. There are a million people, I'm sure, in her near vicinity who have it worse than her. And there are millions of people that have it better than her. So looking at one person and being like, everything comes down to how it compares to you. When, by the way, I could make different choices and have an entirely different life because one of two things is true. Either she too could go get a job similar to his or he's better than her. And she's not able to get that job because he has a skill set that she does not have. In which case, she could still go get the skill set. So she's getting annoyed, getting resentful over something that is entirely in her control to change 
and she recognizes that it's actually destroying the at least if we can believe the thing she said at the top, which is that this is the person she wants to spend the rest of her life with. It's her favorite person in the world. So focusing on like counting his hours and trying to get him to see that, you know, he's because the resentment is coming from it's not fair. It shouldn't be this way mm-hmm. versus like, I love you so much. I'm so stoked for you. The fact that you get to go home that fast, the fact that you only have to work 20 or 30 hours and you get this amazing paycheck that's so incredible. And looking at my life, I'm going to make these sacrifices for now because she said, like, I'm doing it now because I know ultimately I won't have to. I'm assuming that ultimately I won't have to is because I'm doing something at my work side hustle, whatever it is, that's going to propel me forward in some way that I find valuable. So I'm going to stick it out and make it happen and not something else that I can't imagine. So assuming that it's that, then it's like, well, either that's worth it to you and has nothing to do, by the way, with your boyfriend, you've decided to make that choice or like you're just not making a choice that you actually value, in which case change direction. If you want a similar outcome to him, go get a similar skill set to him and then pursue a job that's similar to his and the problem goes away. But it's Go ahead. Oh, I think it's projection, right? She isn't happy with her situation. She isn't happy that she has to drive two hours every day. She isn't happy that she has to work 60 plus hours and not have great benefits. So she's resentful to her position and she's um, reflecting it on her partner, right? She's mirroring it. Like it's, it's because you only work 20 hours and I have to work 60. It's like it actually has nothing to do with him. It all has to do with the fact that she is unhappy in what she's doing, in the setup she has. And for some reason, she, it seems like she's told herself that this is what she has to do. So she's bought into doing it even though she hates it. And then just the emotional side comes out because of proximity, right? You're around someone. Maybe you see someone happy. Maybe, you know, you see the person like playing volleyball or playing video games games and there I am exhausted shattered spent 60 hours like and I'm so tired and I see that you're earning more money you can spend whatever you like you've got your free time to play video games um it's I think a reminder that she's not doing that it's interesting to me though that the response is especially if I may they watch this show and that isn't like the first thing they go to oh everything is my fault okay there's But I say that not so I feel badly about myself, but rather so I remind myself that I'm in control and that I can make a different decision and get a different result. Like that is the power position. That's the place to put your focus, make the decision. And I wanna go now and address something that she said, which is he can't fathom why I would have this resentment. And so I'll give a couple reasons. Um, Well, I'll give one reason why I actually totally get what she's saying and I'm with her. Like I understand. And then I'll check myself and explain why I would never allow myself to go down that path. But I I do understand. I'll explain why in a minute. And then the other part is like getting her to see that that doesn't make any sense. And so let's address both sides of that coin. Okay, so I get it. You can eat the same thing that I will eat and have a very different physiological response. not from the health benefit of like it has yeah, my yeah, stomach. Yeah, yeah, It so. could be killing us both. Oh, and yeah, you... That's what I mean. Then Assume you have I a can... whole another side right. where you should be frustrated with me and resentful of me because I don't have the microbiome issues right. that you have. But you mean like the way if we eat ice cream, 
I can sometimes wake up the next day and be more shredded, and you yeah, wake up and you put on ten pounds. You'll wake up in a puddle of sweat. <laughs> I will because your metabolism ramps up yeah. and you burn it off. Yeah, I can watch you eat a bowl of ice cream and hear myself getting fatter, <laughs> and I'm not the one that ate anything. It's so crazy. And looking at my family, my entire family is morbidly obese. It's pure insanity, and. It just is the reality, right. right? Food is signaling molecules, and my body. I'm going to survive a famine, a thousand percent. You're going to be dead in a week. Oh, oh that, yeah. But oh, like, given that we're not in a famine scenario, it sucks to be me. Not the microbiome I thing. I get it. Yeah. And but just from a like fat perspective,、mm-hmm. and there was a while where I really did get mad at you, and I was like. This isn't fair. I should be able to eat what you're eating. <laughs> like, like this is legitimately annoying. Legitimately, and it's like, wait, what am I actually mad at? It's not like we were in front of a line of skill set, and you cut in front of me and took <laughs> like fat metabolism. Like I'm gonna get all the sugar eating abilities. Ha ha, motherfucker.、Um, so it was like once I realized, like, wait a second, what am I actually mad at? Like that doesn't make sense. So first of all, I should be stoked for you because I love you and I want to see good、right. things befall you. So yes, I can lament that I don't have that, or I can just get on with it. And the reality is, I can't eat like that. Okay, well that's the reality. So now what are you going to do? You can either not eat things like that. You can work out more. Like you've got options,、mm-hmm. so stay focused on your options、mm-hmm. rather than comparing yourself to the、mm-hmm. one person. Because there are for sure people that are way worse off than I am. That they have a much harder time with fat loss. That they put on fat even easier. And so, like me being upset with you because you have it better than me, but not then like feeling better than the people that struggle、um, doesn't make sense.、Mm-hmm. And so the flip side of that coin is. Just you're relinquishing your power. So he's right. You shouldn't have that resentment. It doesn't make sense because it's not moving you towards your goal. So I'll define good, logic,、um, smart, right, all around whether or not it's moving you towards your goal. And she started off by saying, "This is a person I want to spend the rest of my life、mm. with," but I've got this crushing resentment, and it's it's basically going to steal that from me. Here's the great news. Stop focusing on that. Stop allowing yourself to frame it as like he's doing something to you. Realize this is the person that you love more than anyone in the world. You should want for their happiness. You should celebrate their victories and force yourself to do so.、Yeah. Every time that he gets home that fast, say, "I'm so stoked that you got home that fast." And if I ever want to get home that fast, all I need to do is make different life choices.、Right. And that is the reality. And people that trap themselves in, "Oh, but I can't. I need the money. Oh, but this," those are bullshit excuses. That's the reality. And If you're good enough to get the job that you have, you're good enough to get another job. Alternative option: move closer to work. Like there are just there are a、yeah. thousand ways. And if you decide you're going to accept excuses, then this is the life that you're going to get.、Mm-hmm. And if, on the other hand, you want to flip your mentality and start reframing it and focusing it in a new way, you will immediately start feeling better. Like if she immediately right now just starts going, "Whoa, I love this person," and amazing things are happening to them, and I'm going to celebrate that. Even if right now I don't feel it, I'm actually going to say the words out loud and internally to myself. I'm super stoked for you. That's so rad. And if I want a different result in my life, I just need to make different decisions. You repeat that enough, you'll start to realize it actually is true.、Mm-hmm. Amazing. And then one thing I want to go to quickly about the question is, I think she even said that she likes working as hard as she does.、Um, 
So I love working hard. So it's like, well, if you love working hard and you're doing the 60 hours and that's making you happy, like if that's really what you want, then amazing. But why are you holding it against your partner if he doesn't, let's say he doesn't want to work hard. Let's say he's living a great life where he just, he wants to do nine to five, get a paycheck, live comfortably. Okay, well have that discussion with them. If that's what he really wants in life, you need to assess, is this someone that I can be with? Because if this is someone that she's going to spend the rest of her life with, she needs to accept that about him. And she needs to also accept that she's not like that. Mm. So, Or that secretly she is. And she's bought into a value system that actually she's so misaligned with that she's having like this schizophrenic moment of, I feel like I should value hard work. But the reality is I'm so crazy envious of that over there that I want to work 30 hours a week and chill. Well, then do Do it. it. Like when I say Mm -hmm. I could not have a government job, you must be out of your mind. Like the thought You'd rather work 90 hours oh a week. Oh my God. Then, yes. Yeah. Like I have to, I cannot have capped upside. Yeah. Like that's my whole thing. Mm-hmm. The moment my upside is capped, all of my motivation, all of my aggression, right. all of my ambition, it goes away. I would rather be in a situation where, yo, you might not be able to eat this week, but there's unlimited upside. And if you crush it and you figure this mm-hmm. out, then you can blow it up and Mm -hmm. have everything you want and all of that. Like that's always been my driver. And as a partner, I knew that about you and I accepted that about you and I knew what life would look like because I accepted Mm. it. And I think that they need to do that with each other. She needs to look at him and if he says, I would much rather have a government job and do the 20 hours and get my thing and this is the life that looks like it would be had. Now look, we all change. So he may change his mind in 10 years, but that's who he is now. And she needs to look at that and say, is that something that I want in a partner forever? Um, so yeah. Yeah. Reframe, right. reframe. Yeah, I think reframe. there's beauty to be had right now today for them. Right now today with no changes. Yeah. Other than mindset. Right. All right. Well, guys, if we are bringing you value, click that little subscribe button down below. We really, really do appreciate um, subscriptions and any comments, drop them in below. And we are also taking questions that we read here. If you'd like to be anonymous, then please just state so. Um, Write to connect at impacttheory.com. That's connect at impacttheory.com. All right. On to the next question. Let's do it. All right. This is anonymous. There we go. I'm addicted to comparing myself with my partner's exes. I'm joyful and full of love when he does something with me that he's never done with anyone, but feel miserable and resentful when I know he's done something with his ex that he does not, uh, that he does not or hasn't yet done with me. My partner is amazing. I've had past relationships myself, so this doesn't make sense, but I can't stop feeling this way. What advice do you have? So one, I can relate in the beginning. Um, I definitely, it's funny to think now it doesn't even feel like me. And I was in my early 20s. I do feel compelled (laughs) to mention that. Um, But I did have a hard time with your exes. And partly because I had never been in a serious relationship. And I had. Yeah. So you had like all this heartbreak and you told somebody else that you love them. And I never said I love you to Mm. another woman. Um, So it was like, oh, well, like. Am I just another one of? Of her you know life, yeah. I mean? yeah. She said it so, before, so right. does it... So it's like, God, is this really... So I actually really get that. But then, hey, let me tell you from the other side of that, that nothing, 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 not a single thing is ever going to change about that person's past. It is what it is. It is locked in stone. There is no undoing it. 
So now that you know that's a reality of life, start looking at the benefits. That has helped shape this person. It's giving them the experience that they've needed to grow into the person that they are. And like at the end of the day, like they could only meet you when they met you. So it's like, or even if they, you've known each other forever, like sometimes it just takes that right confluence of events for you both to be available emotionally at the same time. So to wish that away or wish it had never happened is is a losing game. So going back to that notion of what's right, good, and all of that is what moves you towards your goal. And if your goal is to have a thriving relationship, then comparing yourself endlessly to the exes is not a good look. And I say that very specifically because one thing you taught me is insecurity is not sexy. Mm -hmm. And let's just say that again. Insecurity is not sexy. And if your goal is to have a thriving relationship, then you want to be sexy on every level. You want to be emotionally sexy. You want to be intellectually sexy. You want to be physically sexy. Like that's just some truth. And if you're allowing yourself to loop endlessly on these comparisons, then you're going to spend all this time in insecurity. It doesn't make sense. So now you have to pattern interrupt. Mm. It. I don't even like need you to realize you're being crazy or anything. Maybe they've really done rad shit. Maybe they've done radder shit than you're going to do. Maybe their ex really is more attractive. What do you do? Well, you sure as hell don't loop on it because spinning yourself out of control in that way doesn't make any sense. So you're going to pattern interrupt. You're going to use cognitive behavioral therapies to get yourself out of a self-destructive loop and realize that they broke up with them for a reason. And that reason is the only thing, the only thing that lasts in a relationship is how do you make me feel about myself when I'm with you? Do I feel better about myself when I'm with you? Neutral or worse? If it's neutral or worse, why am I compromising to be in this relationship with you? If it's better, then what do all the X's in the world matter? Because you make me feel better about myself when I'm with you. I want to be around you. You light me on fire. There's just something here. We're going out of our way to craft a shared life that brings beauty and joy of untold proportions. Now, if somebody said, Tom, you can have the hottest wife. She will never age. She will be hot forever. Every human on this planet will look at you with envy. But you internally will be like, meh. Or you can have someone who's in the looks department, meh. But homie, they light you up. When they walk into a room, you're like, whoa, I'm getting emotional right now because this is how I feel about you. When you walk into a room, like if I don't realize you're there or something for a second, like that shit will catch me off guard. Yesterday you came up and just gave me like this bear hug behind me and my neurochemistry changed. Now, it just so happens that you're hot, but you're not gonna be forever. And you're not a supermodel. So, but like, I, when I say it doesn't fucking matter because of how you make me feel and that internal world, for all I know, I'm a fucking brain in a jar somewhere and none of the physicality is real anyway. It's, it is the neurochemistry of being in a relationship that makes it fucking worth it. And you create that. You craft that and nurture that. The reason that I feel the way about you that I feel is because of a thousand opportunities, little moments where I was insecure, I was weak, I was feeling low on myself, whatever, and and you pick me up. And sometimes like just casually, you just, 
were there for me. You listened. It was a kindness when you could have been neutral. It was a kindness when you could have been cruel. It was not kicking the shit out of me when I was down and you had the opportunity. It was getting in an argument and something I had told you days before would have been the perfect thing to hurt me and shut me down and you didn't do it. Year after year after year after year. And that's why it's like, it is so clear to me what my priority in life is because I wanna protect that fucking feeling. But it's not like it just happens. It's not like I didn't start out being jealous or insecure about your exes. It was just going, what do I want? Oh, I want a thriving relationship. I want to feel better about myself. I want to be sexy for her. I want to like all those things and going, okay, well, what am I going to have to do? It starts with pattern interrupting. It starts with saying, no, 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 you don't get to loop on that. You're going to think of something positive. You're going to remind yourself that what you really value is shared experience. And you're going to get away from those things and those comparisons. And even if it's repeating simple mantras like, she loves me. She broke up with them for a reason. I want to be present for her. Mm. I want to bring joy to this relationship. Mm. I want to fill myself with joy. Jealousy is not effective. Like Mm. whatever you need to repeat, like start repeating it. Mm. But doing those things allows you to, to then build a really extraordinary emotional relationship. But... If you think that it's just going to be that way and you don't have to make these choices to pattern interrupt and constantly get away from those negative emotions, which will arise in most people, then you're never going to get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. And there's something that you repeated um, that I want to kind of put emphasis on is it's her insecurity as well, right? Um, Cynthia Pasquela Garcia had her on Women of Impact recently, and she plays a game called I Wonder Why. And I love this. And that's what came to me when you were talking. So it's like, um, so she's addicted to comparing herself to her partner's ex. I wonder why. Why why is she addicted to it? Okay, because it gives her an adrenaline rush. Okay, I wonder why. I wonder why she searches for that adrenaline rush. And she plays this whole game and it starts to unravel really the depths of why you're feeling like that. And so as you were talking, I was kind of playing the wonder why game in my own head. It's like, what would I have said? Because there were times, especially when Quest first started and we were starting to get recognized and you were obviously the president of the company. So a lot of fitness competitors, female fitness competitors were absolutely out, you know, reaching out to you. They were being very kind to you, you know, and these are women that, you know, are beautiful the physique is stunning and they've got you know beautiful boobs and like what society considers as perfect and these are young women younger than me i'm there in a hairnet and a you know lab coat making quest protein bars and these beautiful women are coming in every day and they're taking your attention and so it was very important for me to analyze how i was feeling why that would give me a bit of un- uncomfortableness and playing the one i wonder why game it can take me all the way back to the fact that I wonder why, well, when I was a kid, I was teased. Um, I never really got a boyfriend. There was one time when I was 10 years old where the boy that I fancied in school um, told me he liked me and he wanted to dance with me at a, sc- at a school function, at a school dance. And so I turn up and I'm so excited and he's standing there dancing with the popular girl in school and the whole thing was a setup. So I go back to, I wonder why, well, b- b- because I believed that this guy liked me and I believe that he chose me over someone that was a lot more popular and pretty only to come find out it was a setup 
and it was meant to hurt me. So when I started like thinking about it now, if I played that wonder why game, I think I would have reached that conclusion and been like, oh, I don't feel good enough as is. And so now I have to address that. It's not even about the guy. It's not even about, you know, your past or your relationship. It's about the security that I feel in myself. And over time, as I got older and matured, like I had, I told myself, jealousy doesn't serve me. Jealousy doesn't serve our relationship. It's never going to bring us closer ever. So I have to overcome this feeling. And the truth is there are absolutely going to be women that are way harder than me. There are going to be women that are younger than me. I can't control that. And if I try to control by getting, and look, I'm not against plastic surgery or Botox or anything like that. I want to make that abundantly clear. If you want it, you should go out and get it. And one day I may very well. Yeah, I reserve the right. I reserve the right, 100%. (laughs) Um, But I never wanted to think of like, I'd have to resort to those things as a way to make me feel good about myself. And so if I wasn't going to resort to plastic surgery or that sort of thing, Um, as my solution, then I need to work on myself. I need to work on my own confidence because yeah, you may have had an incredible experience with an ex-girlfriend and I may never be able to compare to that, but I can create new experiences. I can create new things that we're doing. Mm. Oh, you went to that restaurant, that Italian restaurant. Great. I'm going to go find another Italian restaurant that mean you can bond over great pizza. Or if it's like a Chinese restaurant, let's really mix it up. Right. Yeah. So like there's things that I think that she can do and he can do where they can come together and really, um, yeah, I think she can really get through this. She's just going to have to work hard at it. Guys, we are answering questions. So if you've got any questions that you want to submit, go to connect at impacttheory.com. If you want to stay anonymous, by all means, just state that you want to be anonymous. And if this episode and this show is bringing you value, please do click that subscribe button right there. So, all right. Next question. Next. This is from Liz Artis. My boyfriend and I were in the throes of power couple love. However, we recently ended up going our separate ways amicably. I am already an accomplished, driven and vibrant individual, but perpetually seeking growth. I'm looking to better myself for myself whilst also working on aspects that need to be improved upon in order to bring the best version of myself to the table in the next relationship. Looking back, I believe the feeling of inferiority in intelligence being in interesting and speaking well really gets in the way of me enjoying any relationship to the fullest. I know that by seeking improvement individually and for my own satisfaction is the way to get around this, but how do you stop the comparison? How do you stop imagining your partner's negative perception of you? It's so easy to project, fabricate judgmental thoughts that your significant other has about you, which in reality they probably aren't even remotely thinking about. Yeah. So this, this goes back to you, you have to pattern interrupt. So she's got a negative voice in her head that is so paranoid and so convinced that she's not worthy, not good enough, et cetera. Um, some very deep seated insecurity that I'm going to guess goes back to some earlier trauma, possibly from childhood. I wonder why, which, what do you mean? As I said earlier, I wonder why, if you play the, I wonder why game. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Exactly. For her to do, I wonder why. why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that is really critical for her to understand the driver, like where this is coming from, to do that work, and then to not allow herself to to project onto that. And if you have open communication with the person, and this is where honesty comes in, it's like you've got to be honest with the other person at the most difficult times. And the reason is for those moments when the other person is just being insecure and, and they need reassurance, the only way it will work 
is if they know they're going to get the truth no matter what. Mm. And for someone with a growth mindset, it's absolutely fine. It's like, if I'm not looking good, if I'm not sounding good, if I'm not whatever, I know I can change those things. So I just want to know, like, where are you at really? Now, there's nothing, nothing worse in the long run than someone who's emotionally needy all the time. Mm. And we all just have to step up. We all have to learn to love ourselves and be proud of ourselves. We cannot turn for external validation for that. It, it's not a good look, man. It's, it's not fun to be with somebody who needs it all the time. We all need it from time to time. I was about time, to say, like, a I th- thousand percent. Yeah. But you can't be on it daily. Yes. You can't be like, affirm me, affirm me, affirm me. Like, you have to find that within yourself. Now, it's, it's nice to be able to know, whoa, in the times where the wave really hits me and I just need to know, like, hey, is this really adding value, mm-hmm. or to put it in my own language, what I'm doing, or is it working? Is this popping my writing? You know, whatever. But to not come from a place of like, I can't find in myself that the majority of the time. Sometimes, sure, you can ask. But in those moments, you need to know that whatever they say is true. So that mm-hmm. means you have to be willing to accept it because sometimes it's not going to be what you want to hear. And we learn the lessons, right? So if you're um, you're testing the waters and someone's real with you and you don't react well, well, you, then they're not going to be real with you the next time Correct. because they've just seen how you've reacted. Correct. So if you actually want the honesty, you have to hold up your end of the bargain and, bargain, um, and basically respond in a way that is encouraging that person to come back to you next time and be honest with you again. Correct. And the only way to get to that is to actually value truth. Right. Like you actually have to value. Mm -hmm. You have to want it. And that doesn't mean that it's always going to be easy to hear, but you have to want it. You have to have a value system that says this bit of truth is going to be so useful that the scales have been removed from my eyes and I'm able to actually see things clearly and now act in a way that allows me to get where I really want to go, whether that's a better relationship, to get better in my job, to be a more skilled lover, like whatever. But you actively have to seek the truth and then you have to receive the truth, to your point. And if you say anything other than with sincerity, thank you for telling me the truth, you are fucked. Because yeah. like you said, they're going to go underground. You, you you can't punish somebody relentlessly and expect them to keep going. Yeah. And in comparing the, um, the intelligence thing, I really want to touch on because I struggled with that as well. <clears throat> so growing up, um, I was the artistic one in the family and my brother and sister were like just amazing at math. And mm-hmm. so we would sit there sometimes on the weekends and my dad would like throw out equations and they'd be like, all right, Lisa, so what's this? And I'd be like, oh, 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 oh. And the panic obviously made me freeze. And then the fact that I wasn't as good as my brothers and sisters made me very much believe that I wasn't good at academics at all. Um, So I absolutely felt like I was extremely inferior to intelligence of my family. Um, And then when I met you, you were so complimentary about my art that I actually started to focus on actually like doing math isn't necessarily the be all and end all, especially because I want to be a mathematician. So... um, So I started to focus on that. But the more we were together, like you are extremely, I don't want to say smart because I know how you feel about that word. You are self-taught. You read all the freaking time. So I don't want to take anything away from you. Let's just start there. But you are like you understand things on a much higher level than I do. And if I really focused and really spent a lot of time, I could get there. Like, I don't think that I'm, you know, I'm incapable, but it's not easy for me. 
And as we started to get into business and, you know, seeing you run Quest and just like how much you grew and changed, I started to feel actually more inferior because I was like, shit, like now you're accelerating way faster than I am. And I realized that that ended up being very detrimental to my own psyche because you're now not looking at the things that you could improve on, right? It's just a comparison. He's good, I'm not. And then also like, I'm so happy for you. Like, I'm so happy that you're learning. I'm so happy that you're growing as quickly as you are. And like, if I can just flip it for a second and be like, man, he's motivating me and pushing me to want to get better. And so now I'm just focusing on like how much you're driving me to get better than the comparison of like where you are and then where I am. And then also just going like, well, shit, Lisa, you're great at things that he's not great at. So like, instead of focusing on the things that you're better at, like remind myself every so often, like, pick up a pencil and draw, see what you've got, <laughs> you know, but like making sure that you don't focus on that one thing that you're insecure about. It's like, look at the entire thing. And then you can really like now, especially being in business together, it's like, man, it's amazing because my weakness is you're stronger. And that makes for an amazing business partner mm. and vice versa. And even in our personal, in our marriage, there are things that you're better at dealing with. So for instance, the other day, and this was a bit of a wuss of me, but the other day our puppy brought in a dead bird and, <laughs> and I'm drawing and I'm oblivious to it. And he's freaking gnawing on this dead bird on our rug. And you come in and you come in and you're just like, what's happening? And I'm like, I don't know. And I stood up and I was such a woman. I, not, I mean, you know what I mean by that. I was like, I can't look. Oh my God, I feel nauseous. I can't, I can't, I can't. And it's like, I want you to be brave in those moments that I'm not. And I was very happy with you being way more brave than I was so that you could clear up that dead bird. Um, that's a silly example, but like there are things that you can use right. as like, see, he saved me from the dead bird. Now let's really make it complicated. Yeah. What happens when somebody's really good at something that you want to be really good at? The, and you talk a lot about this is slip into the student mentality. They're about to teach me something. I'm about to get so freaking good that no one can take it away from me. And here's the key. And I did that with you with the speaking. So people may know that I've been asked to do a uh, TEDx mm. and I'm petrified. And I was just like, oh shit, my husband is like the in my opinion, the best in the world at it. So like, instead of being like, I got this, like, you know, I can handle it. I'm just like, I need you. And I was like, I send you, you text is like, I need to book time with you. I want to be the student. I'm going to sit there with a recording device. And it was just like, I can look at your speaking and make myself feel badly that I'm so not even close to being as good as you are. Or I can say, this is the best fucking thing because I have access and I can learn and I can become the best by being next to the best and being taught by the best. Mm. And it just switches your mind. There's no ego now involved at all. I'm going to drag us into a hole. Okay. And then I'm going to see if I can get us back out. I'm not sure I can actually. But this is really interesting to me. So there's a movie called Amadeus mm -hmm. about Mozart, Amadeus, mm -hmm. um, Amadeus, Mozart, whichever it is. I actually don't know right now. Amadeus, Mozart, I think. Yeah, right? I think so. Um, anyway, whichever it is. And uh, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, there it is. That's his name. Um, and the other character in the movie is a guy named Solieri, who's a real person, mm -hmm. by the way, a real um, uh, composer. And growing up, I identified as Solieri. And I actually still get flashes of this sometimes, mm -hmm. where what made Solieri the tragic character that he was 
And they show this in the movie. Solieri plays like these really beautiful songs. He's playing them to somebody. He says, do you recognize the song? And he plays it. And they're like, no, I'm so sorry. I don't recognize it. How about this one? He plays another one. They're his songs. Mm. The person's like, I'm so sorry. I don't recognize that. And then he plays a Mozart song. They're like, oh, I know that one. And he's like, exactly. That's Mozart. And he was like, I'm just good enough to realize I'll never be Mozart. And I was like, uh-huh. God, <laughs> like you want to talk about my nightmare, like all of the things that I tell people, like you can do anything on a long enough timeline, like it can be yours. You yeah. can build the skill set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm watching this movie. Well, this is out of order. This is back when I had a fixed mindset. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm Solieri. Because I've always felt just smart enough to realize I'm not that smart. So what would you do if it was in a relationship and there's something that you were like, I want to get that good at it. And you, let's say I was you better. Ready? So we're deep in the hole now, right? Yes. We can agree yes. that there are probably some things. I always say you can get good at anything you set your mind to without limitation. Yeah. That's a lie. But do and believe that which moves you towards your goals. Right. I think the only real answer is if the only reason you're doing it is to be the best, you're going to be miserable. If you don't love the process in and of itself, don't do it. Mm. Don't go down the road. If you're one of those people, like this happens with athletes. In fact, the breakfast club, one of the most powerful moments in the breakfast club is when the kid is like, I'm a wrestler, you know, I'm a state champion, whatever. And every time I'm on the mat, I hope my knee blows out so that I never have to wrestle again so that people will stop expecting me to win. And it's like, that's what happens when you're not in love with the process. Mm. It was like me trying to get rich. And all I was focused on was the outcome, the outcome, the outcome. I wasn't thinking about, today I have the opportunity to impact somebody. Mm. I have the chance to like get better and get so good that I can help somebody else and that's going to make me feel rad because one, I just value the skill set in and of itself. And two, it also allows me to help other people like, fuck, that's amazing. Mm. And so even if I never become the greatest of all time, it's rad to have the North Star. Like it's rad to want to be the next Mozart. It's rad to look at him and be like, fuck, I'm coming for you, man. I'm going to get you. But like you need to know deep down if you never make it to that, you that you should it. A, enjoy it and B, still love his music. Mm. Like, if you can't be like, fuck, that's so inspiring Mm. to me. Like, I'm so amped by that. Like, for instance, really, truly, I wish I could draw. Like, I know I say it in a way that makes it sound tongue in cheek. Fucking for real. I, you can't imagine how much I would give up to have that ability that some people have where they can just imagine something and draw it. Mm. Like, it's so crazy. The amount of time that I spend on like Pinterest looking for stuff for the comic book that we're doing, I'm like, this, none of it is sexual, but it's still erotic for me. That's how much I love like art and I wish that I could create it like that. And when I look at that and think, all right, if I went down that road, because I could get a lot better than I am today. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'd never be able to be the greatest of all time, but I could get a lot better than I am today. And Going down that path, I would need to really love it. So you and didn't I, get emotionally damaged if you weren't ever as good as your partner. I just want to bring it back around to like partners comparing themselves to each other. For sure. For sure. Word. Sorry, I didn't mean to no, stop I mean, you from you, talking. That, that's absolutely right. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I was going to say something, but I completely lost it. Damn it. All right, never mind. All right, well, I, I think it's goodbye time. Yeah, sadly, it's all we've got time for, guys. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Together. Be legendary together. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.